Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hey guys, good morning. This is Jen here, the host of the Bible Explained podcast. And you know what? Before we begin our episode out of Luke chapter 13, I actually have an exciting announcement that I just announced on Facebook last night. I am in the process of writing another devotional book. This one is for Christmas time and it's for teenage girls. And I'm really excited about this devotional because there's not very many Advent devotionals out there for um, for teenage girls. So I saw a need and decided to act on it. So I'm in the process of writing this book, which will be available in November. So stay tuned for that, especially if you know any teenage girls or any girl groups in your church or whatever that uh, need a Christmas time devotional. Keep me in mind, and I will be updating you guys on Facebook as to what is going on with that particular book. I'll also be uh, sharing the cover design as well for the book. So that will happen in the next couple weeks, and hopefully I'll be getting this book out on the market in November possibly earlier. So I'm just so excited about that. So, so pumped that I have another book coming out. But anyway, guys, let's go ahead and talk about Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. Grab your Bible, your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, whatever you're drinking this morning, and let's go ahead and start reading. Now, there were some present at the same time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all perish in the same way. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the men who dwell in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all perish in the same way. He spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. He said to the vine dresser, Behold, these three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it waste the soil? He answered, Lord, leave it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit, fine. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. So Jesus is still with the multitudes. As we saw back in Luke chapter 12, this is a linear thing that's happening. He was with the multitudes, and now this story comes up about these Galilean men who had been killed at the hand of Pilate, and we don't know why. Whatever happened here, we're not really sure what, but something with Pilate had happened. Now this here, because Pilate is mentioned for the first time in Luke chapter 13, we know that Pilate was kind of a mean guy. If you read documentaries or see any documentaries on the death of Jesus, especially if they're not Christian documentaries, you will see that uh, they kind of make Pilate out to be this like loser, little wimpy guy. He was not a wimpy guy at all. In fact, he was rather ruthless and history shows that Pilate was a pretty mean guy. He was a mean ruler and he had had many riots on his hands before as well. So he was not popular. He was not well liked. And he was very uh, ruthless. So we see here that he's just cutting down these Galilean Jewish men while they were going to uh, go sacrifice to God. And we don't know why. 
He just did it. Whatever happened, though, that these people were in a huff and they were telling Jesus this story like Pilate just killed these Galilean men that were going to go sacrifice to God and he just killed them. Their their blood was mixed with their sacrifices like Pilate's so terrible, this and that and everything else. And so Jesus says something kind of interesting here. He doesn't mention Pilate. He doesn't agree with the people. He's not like, yeah, you're right. Pilate's a terrible guy. He says, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered such things. I tell you, no. I think almost what these guys were trying to ask Jesus is, why do good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people? And Jesus doesn't comment on that. Rather, he says, do you really think that just because somebody died, they were better or worse than another person? My initial response, if somebody would have said this to me, like if these people would have told me like, oh, why did this happen? to these innocent people. I think my initial response would be to defend God and be like, well, you know, God is loving. He's good. He's gracious no matter what. But it's interesting that Jesus doesn't take that route at all. He doesn't try to defend God because God doesn't really need defending. He can defend himself. And I know on this podcast, I have actually defended God on a couple occasions. (laughs) But the fact is, God does not need defending because he's God. But I think it's also saying that God was not a part of these tragedies. In other words, this does not mean that because these Galileans died at the hand of Pilate, that this was divine punishment of God. I think we blame God a lot for the bad things that happen in our lives, but we don't give him any credit for the good things that happen. We do that a lot. And I almost feel like that's what Jesus is saying here. He's like, Every single time something bad happens, don't blame God. Because the fact of the matter is, we live in a fallen world. Tragedies happen because we caused them to happen back in the Garden of Eden thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. So we live in a fallen world where stuff is just going to happen. Bad stuff is always going to happen because there are bad people in the world. There are psychopaths out there. I watch too many crime documentaries, (laughs) Uh, sometimes to my own detriment. There are psychopaths out in the world that are going to do things. And yes, I do believe that God can protect people and does a lot of times. But when this psychopath who has free will goes out into the world, we can't become angry at God for that. We just can't. Bad stuff is going to happen in the world. And Jesus was very, very clear about that. So we can't attribute every single terrible thing that happens in the world to divine punishment against God or say that God is so evil or so mean or this or that and everything else because he allows bad things to happen on earth. We blame God too often for every terrible thing that happens in our life, but we don't give him credit for the good things that happen in our lives. But anyway, here's what Jesus says in verse two. Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all perish in the same way. And then Jesus mentions another incident that happened, something about a tower falling on some people. So these were probably some news subjects that had happened in Jesus's day and age that got lost over time that we don't really know about anymore. But they were probably hot button topics back in Jesus's day. Jesus says, 
or those 18 on whom that tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the men who dwell in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. So just because something bad happened to them, it doesn't mean that it was divine punishment. But Jesus says here, you be careful because you don't know your time. You don't know when you are going to die because death happens to everybody. Death does in fact happen. We just can't escape it. And there's verses in Ecclesiastes that talk about that. And there's also a verse in Revelation that talks about that as well, where if we are destined for the sword, we're going to die by the sword. Like God knows our exact time of death. And in Ecclesiastes, I think there's a verse that actually says, there is no one that's going to live forever. He says, every person has to go through that process of death. And this is, I'm, I'm sorry, this is not a very uplifting <laughs> episode today. We're talking a lot about death, unfortunately. Death is a terrible thing. I hate death. I absolutely hate it. But all of us have to go through it. I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say this. I, I'm not trying to blame innocent people. But the fact is, none of us are innocent. We all, myself included, every human being on this planet, we all caused death to happen. The cost of sin is death. When Adam and Eve sinned, and I've said this so many times on this podcast, when Adam and Eve sinned initially, they brought death into the world. All humanity brought death into the world through that original sin. Death did not exist before that. Or rather, it did exist, but it wasn't around because there was no sin yet. But because of sin, death came into the world. So Jesus says, be careful because you don't know when you're going to die. But unless you repent, you are going to die in the same way. So Jesus here is talking about the soul, the most important thing. And which is interesting because right before this, in Luke chapter 12, Jesus was talking about how we shouldn't fear humans that persecute us because all they can do is take our bodies away from us, but they can do absolutely nothing to the soul. This is reiterated here, I feel like, where Jesus says, you're going to die in the same way unless you repent. So the soul is the most important thing. The soul can, in fact, live forever if we choose Jesus, if we choose repentance, our bodies are going to die. There's no way to get around that. They're going to die. But our souls don't have to die. If we repent and ask Jesus to be our Savior, believing Jesus is our Savior, believing Jesus is alive and defeated death for our souls, then we can also have that salvation, that eternal life that Jesus talks about. It's not eternal life for our earthly bodies, our shells. It's the eternal life for our souls if we trust in Jesus as our Savior. Jesus says, you have to repent and have your soul have eternal life because the body won't. The body will not live forever, but the soul can through Jesus's power, through Jesus's free gift of salvation. So in verse uh, six through nine, Jesus talks about this parable. He spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. 
And so he said to the vine dresser, behold, these three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree and there's none. So cut it down. So in other words, this uh, this man who had this tree in his vineyard was God. God comes looking for the tree, you and me, and the tree doesn't have any fruit on it. And he's just like, for three whole years, I have been doing what I can do with this tree and nothing is it's, it's not producing any fruit. And so he's like, I'm getting ready to cut this tree down because it is not producing anything. So for three years, this vine dresser, or I'm sorry, this uh, man is taking care of this tree, pruning it, doing all this stuff, trying to get it to produce fruit. But there's a vine dresser here that says to the man who owns this fig tree, well, don't cut it down yet. Let me fertilize it and dig around it and try to get it to produce fruit for one more year. And if you come back next year and you don't find any fruit on it, then you can cut it down. Now, obviously, this vine dresser is Jesus who came down to earth to give us salvation. And he says to God, his father, he's like, don't cut the tree down yet. Give me a chance to try to get it to produce fruit. So Jesus is there with us every step of the way, trying to get us to produce fruit. And this plays on the first few verses here that we just talked about with the death. When we start producing fruit, that is how you will know if somebody is saved. That's what Jesus says. If somebody is saved, you're going to see the fruit in their lives, whether it's good fruit or bad fruit. You're going to see it. And you're going to know if somebody is saved by the fruit that they produce. And now I should argue that uh, God is the only one who truly knows if we're saved or not. So we can have an inkling. We're not, gonna, we're not God. We can't really, really know. But we can know if somebody is telling the truth or not, whether they're saved, if they produce good fruit. But Jesus here is doing his best to get this tree to produce fruit. He wants us to produce fruit because if we don't start producing fruit through the spirit, then we don't actually have the spirit. And I've argued before that accepting the Holy Spirit is the only way we can start producing the correct fruit. And I'm not saying that we have to go out and do good works and good works is going to get us into heaven. Not at all, because look who is here trying to get us to produce fruit, pruning us taking care of us, uh, fertilizing us. (laughs) Okay, my point is, Jesus is there every step of the way trying to get us to produce more and more and more fruit. So it's not the good works we are doing in our own lives to try to get into heaven. It has nothing to do with that. These are fruits of the Holy Spirit. If we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, we are going to naturally start doing these things. And I know this from my own life. I've shared my testimony on this podcast before, and I'm not going to go into it again because we're running out of time. But my point is, though, I know from experience that the Holy Spirit produces fruit. It's not anything that I want to do. And whatever good works I was trying to do on my own back before I was passionate about God, I was miserable. I was upset. They weren't really doing any good these good works that I was doing, going to church, playing piano, you know, all this stuff. Those were things I was doing because I felt that I had to do them in order to get on God's good side. It wasn't until I invited the Holy Spirit in for real and 
allowed him to work in my life that I started producing real Holy Spirit fruit. Just as Jesus says here, this tree can't produce any good fruit on its own. It needs the vine dresser to help it. So we have to allow Jesus to work in our lives. We can't do it on our own. We can't have good fruit without the help of Jesus. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to come in because the Holy Spirit is what produces that good fruit in our lives. The Holy Spirit through Jesus's blood is the one who gives us eternal salvation also. I've been reading a book recently and I'm kind of on a Holy Spirit kick. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. It's called uh, Forgotten God by Francis Chan. I might have mentioned it on the podcast before. I'm not sure, but it's a great book. I recommend it. If you want to understand more about the Holy Spirit, check out the book Forgotten God by Francis Chan. And by the way, Francis Chan did not sponsor this podcast. That's just me enjoying his book. (laughs) Francis Chan has no clue who I am. But anyway, guys, (laughs) it's a good book. It talks a lot about the Holy Spirit and uh, how we have forgotten who the Holy Spirit really is. And it, it really opened up my eyes a little bit more into the Holy Spirit. So I've been, uh, it's just interesting that a lot of what Jesus is talking about here in Luke chapter 12 and 13 is talking about the Holy Spirit. And then I found this book at a flea market last week and I've been reading it and it's just been opening up my eyes to the Holy Spirit. So I definitely recommend that book and also just reading the Bible along with it. Go back and read Luke chapter 12 and even Luke 13, this beginning part to understand more about the Holy Spirit. But anyway, guys, I really hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. Be on the lookout for that book cover that I'm going to show you guys and stay updated on Facebook. Go over there, facebook.com slash P40 Ministries, which is the name of my ministry, so that you can stay updated on everything that this ministry is doing, including this podcast, the books that I author, and whatever else. Anyway, guys, I really, really hope that you have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday and that you are blessed. So happy listening and God bless.